Hello, it's, uh, what have we got here? Stage 16, Sabio Chiesa to Monte Bondon, 203 kilometers. One, two, three, four, five, so, so. Categorized climbs, this is Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels podcast, coming to you from Jiro. Doing it quick. Uh, Victor, yeah, the stream is up. I got court coming up in a little bit, so I just thought I'd do this real quick. The, the tour, the, the race just finished, so here we go. What are we going to talk about? Well, let's let's go through the highlights here. It really um, was there much to talk about early on. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to flip through. Not any any. Uh, oops, we may not even have it here. Um, I thought I had the highlights. So here we go. Let's maybe take a look at here. It's going to be hard to flip through this, but uh, it's coming up to the last 20k, and uh, nope, not even going to be able to to do it with this one. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to just make do with how Tyler remembers it. So 20k, you've got a break going up there. 20k to go. There's uh, a, a bit of a, a concern because uh, Parapent is up the road. Um, he may be, may or may not be uh, under threats of the GC. Uh, so Jumbo's been on the on the the throttle for the last you know 60k, um, <clears throat> trying to bring this thing back or at least bring it within some semblance. So they're looking good. They're starting to spit some riders out. They come into the final climb. It's about 20k climb. Uh, Rowan Den- uh, Hussman first gets on there in the front. He's looking good. They're it, they're going to catch the group. Okay, it's not going to be an issue. And they start to pull them back. Hessman's on the front for Jumbo. He gets spit out. You got Rowan Dennis then on the front. Uh, he's doing good until about 10k to go, and then he's done. And then the teams are kind of well, who's going to take over now? Jumbo has Roglic, and they have Sepkus in there. They're kind of sitting near the back. Amrail is suffering. He's uh, the in the pink jersey. Uh, uh, G. Thomas looks pretty good. He's got a pretty good contingent of uh, teammates up there with him. There's uh, Sivakov, I think, had uh, DNF'd or DNF, yeah, DNS. So he didn't uh, wasn't in there today, but they, they looked still pretty good. They had, I think, Ben Swift was up the road. So they were still looking fairly good for Thomas. UAE actually had the big, biggest contingent with Jao Almeida. They had um, Del- uh, Lucy was up the road as well, so he could come back and help. Uh, but when Rowan Dennis peeled off the front teams look like they're not sure what to do and so uae takes over uh they've got uh davide Forma, formulo up there and then brandon mcnulty and then jalmeda uh formulo is going good and before they catch luisi mcnulty's like i won uh two days ago we had a rest day i'm out and he he was done uh hugh carthy was hanging on the back you had uh eddie dunbar up there in the gc group hanging on Sepkus just looked spry as can be. He looked ready to go. But you did have Roglic sitting back a ways. And that's not unusual, by the way. Well, it kind of is. Typically do see him a little bit further up. But the the GCN commentators were like, hey, Sepkus is on his wheel. That's a lot. No, that that happens all the time. You see Roglic rides. Sepkus is is kind of behind him, kind of as a gatekeeper and they're ready to go. And that's the situation that you had. Uh, then they were, they brought everybody back. Everyone's kind of there. Now it's just Jalamid has been on the front. His teammates have been dispersed and everything's looking kind of good. Hugh Carthy has been dispatched a little bit. Amrail's suffering to, to try to get back on. And you have this contingent here, Jalameda, Sepkus, uh, G Thomas and Roglic. Okay. Then Jao takes a, a bite at it and he decides he's going to uh, hit out and he's up the road a little bit. And as soon as that happens, Sepkus looks around. No one, no one reacts. Thomas doesn't look in dapper. Thank you, Brian. I have court in a little bit. 
So I, I, I'm 10 30 uh, Pacific out in uh, Roseville. So uh, I'm just going to shut this out and uh, I'll put this out real quick. And then I got to drive up there and, and handle somebody's uh, custody business. Um, anyway, that's, that's my personal life. So the, the, the problem you have then is Jal goes up the road. He's been looking good. He's this diesel guy. He does pretty good, but no one jumps with him. Sepkus immediately looks around and paces back. Now it takes him a few kilometers to actually get kind of up to the, the thing. And the whole time you're seeing him go around these tight bends, there's just a little bit of a gap with uh, Roglic kind of being out because I think it's Sep. Uh, you've got um, Dunbar's there too, but Eddie, uh, and he and he and Roglic are kind of battling on the back. And at some points, uh, Dunbar I think gets distance here. Um, and and right before they're getting up to Jalmeda, you can see that there was a bit of a problem with Roglic tagging on. And right when that happens, I don't know if it came over the radio or Thomas had been well aware of it. He just scoots up. Uh, he gets immediately up to Jal because they were just off a little bit. Gets up there and just hits it again. Um, and I mean, because I think that's what was happening with Sep not just closing that gap right away. Sep looked just fine. And matter of fact, it was just about five kilometers to go. This this whole situation happens here. Um, you end up getting Sep driving it all the way to the last 700 meters for uh, Roglic. Uh, and so I think Sep was fine. But who wasn't fine was Roglic. Now, we can talk about reasons and speculation as to why in this whole thing. Point is... Those two, go, those two being Thomas and Jao go up the road. Thomas just lights it up. Jao is doing everything he can to kind of hang with him and to, to make sure that he's, you know, not getting distance too bad. And um, Thomas looks to be the one that's really putting the, the hammer down for everything. So with that in mind, then you have behind it's Sepkus doing the work for Roglic and he's doing pretty good. You've got five, eight seconds uh, then come through kilometer four. So it's more like eight to nine, uh, three kilometers to go. It's about 26, two kilometers to go. It is around 26, one kilometer to go. It's still in that same gap, that same uh, inside 30 seconds, but not quite uh, shutting it down. And the last three kilometers isn't quite as steep. Uh, Sep is going good. Now this whole time, Eddie Dunbar has been able to attach himself on. And so he's, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, do you, do, Victor says, do you cycle to work, bike to work day, May 19th? Uh, not dressed like this. So uh, sometimes I do. Depends on what I have, if I have court or not. Um, I'll, I'll try to do that. Uh, Brian says, wonder what the time gaps would have been without super domestic SEP. Uh, yeah. So let, let's talk about that because, um, well, first of all, let's just finish this off. They come into the last one kilometer. It's still a gap. It's not as steep. And Thomas is trying to trade poles with Jao Mita. Now, Jao wants the win. They both want the win, but they have to fight this thing out to make sure that they're going to get as big a gap on Roglic as possible. Finally, you know, 16 stages in here, we've got some explosive uh, action taking place. And it's not just, um, you know, stage, what is it, eight or so, where uh, Roglic took a little bit of time out of Remco, COVID boy. So with that, Roglic is doing the work. Uh, I mean, Subcast is doing the work he can. And, um, you know, this is the situation where uh, you need the power rider. You start to see that I, I was thinking, OK, Thomas is actually going to probably take more time out on the last bit because he's more of a you can see it. He put it in the big ring and he can really hammer that last few kilometers where it's not as steep. And that could be a problem with Sepp Kuss back there trying to do the work. But Sepp was was doing exceptional work. And then they came into the last 700. You can see this straight away. Uh, Roglic, I mean, uh, Thomas and Jao are fighting for uh, who's going to get the win. Jao did get the win over uh, Garrett Thomas. Garrett Thomas takes the, the pink jersey. 
And then you look to see what's going on behind. Roglic does spit or take off from uh, Sep. Sep sits up. Sep comes in 53 seconds back. Uh, Roglic comes in under 30. I think it was around 25, 23, somewhere in that spot. So he did get some time bonuses. There were time bonuses up above. So it was important for him to at least out sprint Eddie Dunbar for uh, third place. But it could have been much worse on the day. So wonder what the time gaps would have been without Super Domestique Sep Kuss. Yes. Uh, Sep was exceptional. And um, what, I mean, he was necessary. So the question kind of, you know, is, is here, how bad would this, how bad is Roglic? Uh, you know, is he, is he super bad? Is, is he, is there problems you need to worry about? Or is this, you know, he's just been injured. Um, you're coming off a rest day, first day in the huger mountains here where the, the action is thrown down. And I didn't think he did all that bad considering. I mean, you, you've seen this before. You can lose time. He didn't lose buckets of time, uh, but he did lose a little bit. And uh, it wasn't detrimental. This is still within, especially considering what we have going on. So Jalamita gets the win. Uh, over Garrett Thomas. I think there are some time bonuses. 25 seconds back, here's Roglic. And by the way, that time, I think it was about three kilometers to the finish, you saw that stabilize. So, um, you know, I don't know if, for example, if the um, the they would have gone harder. And why did it, okay, I'm, I'm all over the board here. So let's just work our way through here. Sepkus, 103 back, uh, Van Welder and some others coming in here. So let's see if we can see the DNS. Ballerini didn't start the day for his quick step. They may only have one rider left in the race. Simon Clark didn't start for Israel. Uh, Garabriz, Yarher, Emmanuel for Trek, Sigafredo, and Pavel Sivakov um, did not finish today. Now, um, uh, Filippo Zana was up there in the break for uh, Jaco. When he came back, he did some good work for um, Eddie, Eddie Dunbar, who's looking very good. So we'll take a look at the, the GC for what we have already. Roglic is down now, 29 seconds to Thomas. This is totally doable. I mean, you can get that back, uh, as you saw today, you know, a, a little bit of a bad uh, stage and you can, you can get that back. Uh, Amaral drops six places out of the pink jersey to 322. Lick down to eighth. Um, he also dropped down uh, three spots. Saw Eddie moves up three. Leonard Kamna, he's down 320. Caruso, he moved up a little bit, uh, but he's down 250. So you've got these top three places here. Um, Hugh Carthy, he went up one, but he's down 450. So uh, you really saw it sh take shape today. Garen Thomas looked fantastic. Um, he looked really good. Jalmeda looked solid as well. So it'll be an interesting little situation coming in uh, in the last bit. Now, why was Jumbo on the front working so hard when their leader... You know, and it's it's interesting. You take a look at this, you go, oh, uh, Roglic just blew up. Well, okay, he, he, he blew up to third place. So he still was able to finish strong. He still was able to surpass. Um, and and I, this is why I think it's, it's, it's a different situation. He didn't go with the move. That's not uh, Roglic at all. He had a little trouble today, but he stayed on Sep, who did fantastic work. I think it would have been a minute and a half easy without Sep. I think he saved him a, a solid minute because you could just tell there that Roglic had some trouble. Um, he was able to follow. He wasn't able to push it on himself. And even in the end, if it was typical, you know, Primos uh, with that 700, I think you would have seen him uh, bring that gap down to like 18, 19 seconds uh, if he was the good old himself. But uh, all he was able to do really at the end was just hold steady pace that he had been uh, brought up with by Sep and, and the same pace that Garrett Thomas and them there. So, you know, the last three kilometers, it's all stalemate in a sense. They got that gap 
uh, between I think five and three to go, two and a half. That's where it really, I think three to two is when it really kind of moved to the 26 and stayed there. Um, so why was Jumbo on the front doing this work to begin with? Did they know that Roglic was having trouble? I don't know. I, I tend to think that this is one where he feels like he's fine. You get a long climb, long end of the day. Maybe he didn't fuel correctly. He did have that injury a few days ago. Remember, it was all, hey, there's flesh is out, ha. Huh? And so he's probably still coming good with that. He's got a day of rest tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't, I'm fine with uh, Garrett Thomas winning. I'm fine with Jao Mena winning. I'm fine with Roglic winning. I think those are the only three that you're going to have here unless someone wrecks out. But I do like to see it compacted just a little bit, and I like to see a good fight. So I missed that for 16 stages. So now I want to see a little bit more of that. So that's why, and by the way, I'd love to see uh, Sepp Kuss doing what he does to save the tour basically on one day for his teammate, because it's uh, it's fun to see this happen. I think Sepp could have gone much harder and probably um, really saved the day, but he went to the max that Roglic was able to do. And you saw that right away when he's looking back, trying to pace him up. Matter of fact, when um, right before Thomas went off, like I said, you saw Roglic having trouble on different hairpins, uh, holding the wheel enough. He was let a gap, and then he'd try to come back to it. So I think Sepp was was putting him in, in the hurt box on that spot, and, and not intentionally so or much you can do about it. Uh, but that's that's kind of the way it is. Okay, so there's the top GC 15 for uh, the day, the points. I don't think they have any of that up there. KOM, I think Baez was up in the break, so he's got that. Um, anyway, there's, there's your stage. So um, I think maybe we have... Let's see if we can get some uh, interviews at the start of the day. Um, okay, let me see if I can find that. Okay. Um, tomorrow is basically a downhill, and then, and then uh, which, okay, you got a downhill race. So that's going to be sprinters. Uh, the teams are really going to be able to just sit back and, and let this happen tomorrow. Not much they're going to have to worry about. I think it's going to be a GC rest day before they, they really hit hard again. Uh, coming up in the next few days. So uh, why is my tabs all problematic? Okay, here we go. Let's take a look here. Um, Garrett Thomas interview at the start uh, in Roglic and Eddie Dunbar, uh, Parapente. He was in the break. Um, let's not do him because it might be in French. So let's start with uh, Eddie Dunbar. Hello, Eddie. Uh, today will be the firework we are hoping for for the DC, you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's not going to happen until the last climb, so you might have a couple of hours to wait. But uh, yeah, I think today there might be some bit of fireworks. And as we are after a race day, might might we have some surprise today, you think? Maybe. I mean, some guys come out of a rest day good, some guys suffer a little bit, but I think uh, the organisers have been kind enough this year that we're not straight into a climb off a rest day. We have 60k to warm up, so I think a lot of guys will be thankful of that. And how do you feel personally after the second rest day? Yeah, I feel okay. As I said, it's a bit unknown going into my second Grand Tour. I'm going into the last week, a bit uncertain, but as I said, all I can do is keep doing what I've been doing, and after that, uh, there's not much more I can do, really. It's up to the road to decide. Thank you, Eddie. Best of luck. Have a great Okay, not not too much. I mean, this is at the starts, but it, uh, they're just not getting interviews. Uh, oh, we do have one here. It's here, Eddie Dunbar at the finish. He's already got this uh, Well, it's not a victory or anything. It's fourth place. You know, you have to take that into account as well. Um, I'm still off the top, guys, G and Almeida, um, but it's a positive day. First time you're doing a GC like this in the Grand Tour, man. It's, it's incredible. And also, you and San out there put some words into it. Yeah, I mean, this is all I've ever wanted. It was just have an opportunity in a race like this. And uh, thank you.
Thankfully, the team, Jake Olula, have put belief in me and uh, we've worked hard these last six months to get into shape for this race and uh, I can just thank them for the opportunity, really. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay, so, you know, that's that's him at the finish. Uh, let's do Roglic at the start. I don't know if he's going to say Isaac. Primoz, no doubt, big smile on your face. You are well awake today. Will it be the firework at the GC we are all expecting for today? Yeah, already said for sure. I don't expect to, to be a bunch sprint on the top. Huh? <laughs> and do you expect to attack yourself? Is that today you are... I mean, like I, I would go from the start, huh? uh, if you can. Huh? Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, uh, obviously you need to have legs. Uh, and uh, I, I just need to see uh, how it will go uh, during uh, during this uh, long and tough day. Can you just explain us a bit why so far we didn't have much attack between the GC contenders? Is that the third week which is too hard that everybody's focused on it? Probably also, I mean, the, they all know yes, that it's super decisive uh, now in the final week, especially going uh, more and more to, to the end. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, also you need to survive uh, to, to, to already come to here. I have a question from Belgium. Do you think the race would have been different if Remco would have been still there? So far? Yeah, if, I mean, uh, it's always hard to say, huh? but uh, I mean, would be different, yes. Uh, would be also different if the whole day will be sun. Would be different, yes. If, 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 yeah, a lot of things. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Uh, and the last one, uh, we'll do Garrett Thomas at the, at the beginning. They need the mix zone in a more. Yeah, I think place. so. I think, uh, you know, the race has been warming up to this week, really, and a uh, tough mountain stage. So, um, yeah, for sure, you know, it's a finish. I'm sure there'll be some gaps, I would have thought. Uh, not when you see the stages and like what we've, you know, the conditions we've had on most of them, but, uh, you know, it's still a, a week of hard racing to go, so. Sorry? Well, I don't know, it's easy to say saving energy has still been hard, but uh, with the conditions and everything and the amount of Ks and climbing we've had, but, um, yeah, I think the race is about to, uh, will explode this week for sure. Yeah, we still got a good position with those two and uh, hopefully we can use that to our advantage at some point, yeah. Do you feel like you have to attack yourself and to take time to Primoz or are you happy with the situation going to the last TD? I guess I would be the happiest out of everyone with a two second lead, but that's nothing really. So obviously I'd like to have more, but uh, yeah, we'll see how, uh, how these stages go. And uh, a question from Belgium. Do, do you think the race would have been different so far if Remco was still there? But so far we have been expecting a firework which never happened. Do you think it would have been different? Yeah, for sure it would have been, you know, with uh, Remco in the lead and everything. and. Um, people wanted to gain time on him, but he's not. So uh, this is the race. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was, I, I don't know. Is that a smart question? Now, Brian asked a question here, and I'm going to go, because I think I got, uh, maybe we'll take a look here. At the moment, it happened. Uh, the question is, it would be interesting to know how Thomas knew when to attack. Did he see something Roglic was doing? I believe so. I, I was watching that whole time when they were trying to bring Zhao back. And now, Tom, it was it was Sepkus on there. Um, you can see around this video I've got here that the moment it kind of happens. Um, uh, Sep is up on the front, but there's a gap already to Roglic between Thomas, Sep, and then behind is, is Eddie Dunbar. And I said, uh, at, the, at this time, the last kilometer here, uh, Roglic had been a little dangly. Now, they were getting, Dunbar was trying to come back, and he was having some trouble. And I don't know if there was talk if maybe uh, Roglic's radio into Sep you know, I'll slow down. 
or what was going on. But you can see right here on the on the screen, um, Jowl's about ready to be caught. Uh, you know, Sepp has been doing a good job getting up there, but uh, and and um, Thomas is just to the left here. But there's a gap between those. Now, Thomas has already kind of taken off, so the gap it may appear to be. I don't know if we have a frame that we can go just right before this. I don't think so. That's the frame that they have in this highlight. Uh, and there's already a little bit of gap to Roglic, but there had been a bit of a, a, a gap going on there. So um, let's try to cut this so we don't have any, any problems. And so you can see Thomas, I don't know if he got a radio no, uh, signal to, to go, but it was obviously the exact right time because Roglic was having trouble. Now, it didn't really matter when he would have gone because as we saw, Roglic wouldn't have been able to respond. This was obviously a problem. Uh, Sepp Kuss is up here. Roglic is, is like, oh, Sepp has to look back. Thomas now knows he's in the good. He looks back. There's no one. There's no one coming with him, and he can go. Oh yeah. Well, I've got an easy gap. It wasn't even. You know, Thomas doesn't attack like Ruglich does. He he attacks the slow burn, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, but it was it was deadly enough, and easily gets up to Jow. And then next thing you know, uh, Ruglich is having trouble, and uh, these two guys are are dinging it out. So you know, four and a half kilometers to go here. No time left or no time gaps, but they're coming into the finish and it's uh, a little bit more problematic. So anyway, that's, that's kind of what I think of that. Um, once again, I, I, I don't know if Jumbo was on the front because they, they were trying to bluff if they actually just didn't know that Roglic wasn't going to have, and you don't know, it's initially no. Now, once again, this wasn't the horrible day. Uh, he loses, you know, 20 some 25 seconds. It's not great, but, uh, it's not the Roglic we, we typically know where he might be putting in some time on this. So, um, I don't, I don't really know what, what they were thinking, but I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. You, you do what you do. Maybe they just need to find out. And by the way, GCN has um, uh, Adam Blythe on the motorbike and Jens Voigt in the calling the action. Ugh, it's horrible. Okay, tomorrow they do 197. I mean, it's downhill to flat. There's a few little bumps here. This is going to be sprinters one a day. By the way, Mark Cavendish announced uh, yesterday that he's going to be retiring at the end of the season. Okay, I know there's some people that are probably uh, up in tears about it, but whatever. Life goes on. And and by the way, the other, the other thing going online, there's Jonathan Vodders and Lance Armstrong are Twitter fighting. It's pathetic uh, and also fun at the same time. Uh, so that's some drama you can check into. And then we have uh, Thursday. This is going to be uh, another barn burner because you've got a Cat 1 to begin with, Cat 4 sprint here, Cat 1. A two and a two finish. So 2.3. I mean, this could be almost more detrimental. Uh, if you've got one of these, it's a little bit spicy on the very finish. It's short. You could really put in a dig. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough to, to do that. Uh, stage 19. Um, another mountaintop finish. Two, one, one category. And then a category two and then an HC. So we're seeing an HC. is 7.1 at 7.8%. Uh, looking good for me. I mean, I think that's that's fun. And then then the time trial, that'll be obviously decisive. So if they could come within, you know, little bits of each other um, and coming up to the final, then then it should be good. That's what we have. So Jao Almeida wins the stage. Garrett Thomas, he's in pink. Amaral spit out. Tough day for, for Roglic and Jumbo. A great day for Sepp Kuss, at least showing what he's got. Uh, you know, someday we're going to see him in action or is he just always going to be this guy that's just phenomenal for a few stage has a few bad days that he needs to sit up and if you were to push Sepkus to try to be the man for the whole uh, tour he wouldn't be able to do it because he needs a few days to just like kick back i don't know plus his time trial isn't so great that's why i would think hey the volta might be good for him this year maybe Sep, you skip the tour 
do the Vuelta. Maybe that's where we're at. So that's stage 16. Uh, so everybody, as, uh, as we say, like, subscribe, share the show out, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.